Hey everyone, welcome to the Torn ACL Recovery Podcast. My name is Chris Arnold, and this is a short series podcast that follows my personal journey from ACL injury back to full strength. In it, I discuss the ups, downs, and everything in between in the days, weeks, and months after surgery. Hopefully, this will help you in your own process to getting well after injury. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to month seven of the Torn ACL Recovery Podcast. I feel like I say it every month, um, every week passes, every month passes. Time is a funny thing where it just feels like it moves so quickly. It feels like just yesterday I was recording month one, geez, even week one. It just has felt like such a long process, but here we are at month seven. I just hit my month seven anniversary. Congratulations to me. And congratulations to anyone else who has hit this phase. Um, It's definitely been a a positive uh, transition. I feel like I've turned a corner as far as the amount of time that I think about my knee um, or the amount of time that I kind of notice those aches and pains that we become so familiar with, uh, especially in the first handful of months. Um, What I want to do on the podcast today is kind of talk about the last couple months because the last time I did a review... um, uh, month in review was month five, so two months later now, month seven. So I want to kind of just do the the recap there. Um, what I want to do too is recap a few things that have happened in the last two months. One of them being the tour of the moon, um, Fondo, kind of the cycling race ride I did in late September. Um, I want to talk about an overseas trip I took, which basically meant my normal routine of rehab was put on pause for about three weeks. I do also want to get into some rehab progressions that I've been working on. Um, This is something that I feel like I get so many questions from friends and family who don't totally understand the process, which is, you know, at no fault of their own. It's just um, the the way that the rehab progresses um, on the inside is obviously very different than how it looks to the outside. So I can kind of talk about where I am in that process. Things are going really well. But there, there, I think um, there are some things to talk about there. And then just to kind of wrap up on this podcast, thinking about the focus that we've all had through the first few months and how intense it is, um, and then really the necessity to not lose focus now that you're kind of looking at the second half of the first year. Um, personally, I think that's really important, and I imagine it's really important for others that are going through the same process. So first things first, let's jump right back into kind of the month seven review. Um, For me, like I said, or like I alluded to, um, that really kind of kicked off for me with a 65 mile bike ride at uh, the Tour of the Moon, which is in Western Colorado, um, out near the Grand Junction area. It's a beautiful bike ride. You head up through the Colorado National Monument, which is where the kind of the Tour of the Moon, quote unquote, comes from. You you ascend um, a rather um, long but mellow climb to the top of these moon-like mesas and you kind of um, have these beautiful descents and there's a lot of um, amazing scenery out there. And that was a lot of fun. That was, um, I mentioned on my last podcast, that was the big goal for me um, since since I had the surgery and kind of since I was kind of plotting and, and, and planning the progression of rehab. If all, if all went well, you know, I really wanted something to target 
um, you know, four or five, six months out. And that happened to land right at about five, uh, five and a half months for me. And so it was the perfect time to really start to test my knee and kind of uh, challenge the mental aspect of that as well. Um, looking back, everything went really well with that, that, that bike ride. I, I keep trying to say race. It's not a race, um, that bike ride. And I felt really good, um, starting out in that morning, uh, the, the kind of, uh, the bell went off or the, the starting line gun fired at around 7am. So it was pretty chilly. Um, so my knee was sore at first, I would say for the first maybe five miles, I felt some stiffness and some soreness, but, um, you know, I think the combination of warming up and riding kind of the sun hitting my back as that was coming up, um, really set the stage for a great rest of the day. Um, total ride time for me was just under four hours. So there were a few stops in there, of course, for bathroom breaks and to refill water bottles. But um, as far as just how the knee held up, it was it was terrific. I felt great when I finished. Um, no major residual issues um, later that day or the following days. So that was a big thumbs up. And again, I think if you're not at that stage yet, definitely have something like that. It doesn't have to be a bike ride, but you know, maybe it's a hike or, or something that um, you really love to do that can be kind of your goal and something that you can stick on the calendar and say, hey, I'm gonna do this. Um, I'm gonna take this thing down because from a mental perspective, I really think that that was a, was a really great boost for me personally. Not too long after that um, tour of the moon uh, wrapped up, like I said, late September, um, I actually had an overseas trip planned with my wife and it was a long overseas trip. It was about a three week long time period that we had planned for almost a year. And so obviously the ACL and the ACL surgery happened well after that was planned. And so um, this has also been something that was, you know, kind of stuck on the calendar as, hey, I need to be ready to go. Um, we were traveling to Japan, which if anyone has traveled to Japan or I guess overseas anywhere where you rely on train stations a lot. There's just a lot of, of walking and, um, and, in some, in some instances, you know, kind of jogging to make sure you, you get to where you need to be on time. There's also a lot of stairs, endless amounts of stairs. And so, um, rehab aside, this was something mentally for me that I was thinking, um, you know, I hope I can do this. I hope I can keep up because um, while I have, you know, a set of stairs in my home and, you know, I hit, you know, staircases here and there, you know, around town, you know, I'm not, you know, doing stair steppers every day. And so, you know, that's just one more thing. That's a different challenge that I'm not, that I wasn't used to. And so hitting that, hitting that trip and, you know, also having a 50 pound check uh, piece of luggage was, was a challenge and and for sure the first couple days that I was you know I had to walk up and down steps I was taking them a little bit more gingerly especially after you know such a long flight I think that that's something that is often overlooked in this if you're traveling and you're sitting for more than you know an hour or two um, for me at least my leg still stiffens up the knee feels a little, a little tight you know it doesn't hurt but it's you know you can feel that it's been inactive and in an uncomfortable position for a long, longer amount of time. And that just leads to, um, you know, kind of some general soreness, maybe a little bit of residual swelling that comes up, not, 
you know, not intense by any means, but you know, it's something that I still notice and I still feel. So I took those first few days um, gingerly. And, you know, when it comes to doing kind of the, let's call it Monday, Wednesday, Friday rehab, um, that kind of got thrown out the window. So I worked with my strength trainer and and, um, PT, one in the same, um, on some travel workouts that just included bands, that included some light work to kind of keep a few things activated and active and working on top of all of the walking that we were doing, which um, looking back ended up being anywhere from five to nine miles a day. We would be walking, um, climbing steps, walking down steps. And, you know, you think about Japan, it's, you know, a lot of older, you know, temples. And so the steps are actually really narrow and very uh, vertical. And so, I, you know, I really had to keep in mind my foot placements and kind of what was my knee doing and how was I bending. Um, it was the first time I was really having to more severely focus on um, controlling the knee from caving inward, you know, or caving outward, but, but more so caving um, medially. And it also was something where, you know, depending on the set of stairs, I was, I was really getting deep into that single leg lunge or single leg squat um, again, depending on the, the age of the, the set of stairs. And that was actually, as the, as those three weeks progressed, that was a good challenge to, um, because physically at this point, you know, if everything has gone relatively well, you're fine, right? Like you should be able to do any of those types of progressions with no problem. It's just a matter of the mental aspect. It's a matter of the, you know, the physical side. Can you push through it? Do you have enough strength to, to do it? Have you rebuilt the strength adequately on your surgical leg. And so as those three weeks progressed, that was actually a really fun time for me to kind of be able to challenge it and get over these little baby mental hurdles of, oh, I can do this. Oh, this doesn't hurt as much anymore. You know, I can fight through a little bit of soreness. This is no problem. And so while I wasn't getting in my full rehab per se, um, it was sort of a a pause from the, the gym rehab and almost like a uh, being thrust into this urban rehab of s- stairs and steps and and running in some cases jogging and like how do I you know how's my body holding up how's my leg holding up and and all things considered it, it went really well so um, traveling workouts are great um, they helped out a lot but you know on those days where we walked nine miles you know I wasn't doing much of that stuff I was just resting after a day like that. Um, when I did come back to the States, one of the biggest things I noticed was that I didn't, I didn't gain anything from that time away. So while it might be a nice mental break from the gym, I definitely came back and felt like, wow, I haven't gained anything. Maybe I have some you know, mental improvements that I can kind of chalk up to that time away. But as far as strength building, as far as my hamstring strength, um, nothing was gained there. And if anything, I would say my hamstring lost a little bit of its strength during that time, just because you don't work your hamstring when you are just walking around or walking steps. So kind of transitioning now back into uh, month seven, which is really kind of the meat of where I have obviously been the last few weeks. Rehab, um, I'm back to what is a Monday, Wednesday, Friday routine for me, you know, three days a week, I try to hit uh, the rehab and just kind of the, it's sort of evolving into more of a general workout, but it definitely has a 
rehab component to it where there, there is a definite focus on lower extremities, um, the surgical leg, things like that. But as I transitioned back into kind of the gym workouts, I wanted to touch on some of the things I was working on because I think um, a lot of people out there, um, you know, I've, I've been a pretty vocal regular on um, the Reddit ACL boards. You know, I think there's a lot of um, misinformation out there as far as, you know, what you should be doing and when you should be doing it. And even when I talk to friends and family, you know, they see me from the outside getting back to doing some back squats or front squats. And they think, hey, you know, you're, you are good to go. You are back to 100%, right? And I think what they don't understand is, you know, this is just one step to get back to that quote unquote 100%. You know, it's not like I'm, um, it's not like I'm going from some single leg progressions right back into full strength front squat. You know, I think it is a, it's a great sign and it's a great progression to be able to get back to bar work. If you're someone who does, you know, CrossFit or weightlifting or powerlifting, but that doesn't mean that you're you know, you're throwing your max weight on there the first week or two, you're back at the bar. So I'm actually just looking through some of the workouts that my trainer gives me. And, you know, one of the ones that um, kind of extends to a few different exercises has to do with the single leg catches or um, single leg jumping exercises. So a lot of the things that we've been progressing through over the last, you know, um, through month four, five, six have been single leg, you know, more so static work. So isolation, um, lunging, things like that, where it's, uh, you know, your foot is on the ground, you're really working on the stability, balance, in some cases, flexibility, and in most cases, uh, strength building for that, that surgical leg. And now that I've been doing that for so long, while I still have um, a difference in strength, I can feel it um, from my quote unquote, good leg to my bad leg. Um, one of the biggest things that we're transitioning into now, which the strength um, variance can handle it at this point, even though I'm, what I'm saying is, and I'm not doing a very good, very good job explaining this, is my, my surgical leg, which is a little weaker than my non-surgical leg, while it's still not as strong, we can still progress now into um, single leg, catches and single leg jumps. So rather than keeping my leg or my foot always planted to the ground, um, what we're now integrating is more of a uh, jumping pattern, um, learning how to catch myself with a single leg, learning how to, um, if I was to jump straight up, uh, jump straight up in the air, 90, jump straight up, 90, jump straight up, 90. You know, as I'm twisting kind of in the air, I'm, I'm learning to, uh, I'm relearning how to catch myself um, when one or both legs or feet are off of the ground, um, which combines strength, which combines the, the mental connections between <clears throat> your mind and your, your leg muscles that haven't done that in a while. We're also starting to integrate some um, depth jumps. So, you know, you might be on a, on a box, a lower box, <clears throat> and basically it's, you can imagine just sort of stepping off of a, of a cliff and falling, but you're stepping off and then you're landing as um, as aware of your landing as possible, um, tracking your legs down, tracking your hips down to parallel or just below parallel, and you're basically just practicing falling. You're practicing the act of 
jumping and then catching your jump, catching your fall. And so there are quite a few different ways that we're doing this. Um, <clears throat> but what I really noticed is the first couple weeks I did that, I was really uneasy. I was really unsure. And, 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 and that's something where, especially athletes going back to um, competitive sports, you know, if you don't practice catching yourself on those jumps, if you don't practice yourself um, landing from a, a different angle or, you know, it's not just going to be a straight on linear pattern or path in basketball and soccer and volleyball and in any of these sports. And so um, I've really appreciated kind of the mental challenge of, okay, I know my strength is there and I know that my, my balance is there. So how can I kind of connect all these dots and make sure the, the coordination is there and how can I um, start to, to make these, these mental connections again um, that, that, you know, haven't been there the last six months. And, you know, one of the, the bigger pieces that, um, I kind of keep forgetting about is that when you have an ACL repair, like many of us have had <clears throat> the, the actual, uh, mental receptors and the connections between that ligament and your brain are gone. And so you don't actually have that built in um, connection to that ligament anymore. However, sort of um, high level that might sound, you know, it's really apparent when you start doing single leg jumps with your good leg as compared to your, you know, surgically repaired leg. You really have to more or less think about it and you have to think about, okay, I'm jumping, I'm landing, I'm jumping, I'm landing, um, and keeping track of that mentally um, because you're relearning those patterns and you're relearning um, how to do that in a way that is an instant reaction rather than something that you're having to think about. Um, just scanning through a couple of the other exercises that I'm doing now, just I'm kind of looking at a few of my, my daily plans. Um, I mentioned a lot of the single leg work. Um, I also mentioned earlier in the podcast, I am getting back to kind of the, the pillars of barbell work. So I'm doing deadlifts again, front squats again, back squats again. I, I think there are a lot of other people that get back to this sooner, you know, month three, month four. Um, what I noticed about, uh, about my recovery at least is that I had such a deficiency in my surgical leg that whenever I would try to do any squats, you know, even, uh, wall balls, you know, with a weighted ball against a wall, um, and doing those squats, you know, and not only did it hurt still, but it, um, I, I, I was 100%, um, using my good leg as a crutch for my bad leg. And so rather than jump into that and really mess up my mechanics there, um, from a dual leg setup, um, we made the decision along with my trainer to take a step back and really focus on strengthening my hips more, really strengthening on, uh, excuse me, really focusing on strengthening my surgical leg a lot more as well. And now that we've done that for a couple months, um, getting back into the, the, the two leg movements where we're squatting into uh, depth and we're carrying weight into that squat. Um, it's a lot better. It's, it's very, very apparent that, uh, the equilibrium is much closer than it was just a couple months ago. So, um, I guess that's of note. If, if you're trying to get back into weightlifting or, um, using bars, just be aware that if your surgical leg is weak, then you're going to create really negative patterns for yourself and probably create other injuries as well. And then one more thing I wanted to notice is there's a, there's an exercise called uh, a landmine RDL. If you want to just Google that or check out a YouTube video, but we started doing single leg landmine RDLs. And that basically means that, 
Um, there's no crutch or no um, you know, second leg helping prop me up anymore. And that one has been really good um, for stability and for strength. But in my case, especially for the hamstring strengthening, um, if you check out a video for the landmine RDLs, you know, you're really loading um, everything through that, that leg and especially the back of that leg, which has been really helpful. I mean, it, it, it hurts in a good way. It's kind of that uh, uh, definite sort of like weightlifting, you know, blow it out kind of feeling, but it's a good feeling, um, you know what I mean? And so um, <clears throat> really excited about this phase of rehab because I feel like I'm finally working out again and I'm getting really good workouts in, um, not only for the rest of my body, but, but definitely for the, the ACL process as well. Um, one other thing to note here kind of before we wrap up is um, extension and flexion is something that gets a lot of attention in the early weeks and months of ACL rehab process. Um, everyone on their own individual journey has their own, you know, good days and bad days with, with I think, both of these things. Um, <clears throat> for me, early on, I, I really worked really hard on extension. Um, and I got it, and then flexion has just been a has just been a beast um, for me. Um, I think I'm a I'm a sweller. Uh, my wife calls calls me a sweller, <laughs> and I think to some degree my surgeon does too. But um, I still to this day have some residual swelling um, within the knee joint itself, and so I still don't have terminal flexion, so where I can sit on my ankles without pain. I'm getting really close. And I'm getting um, to the point where that pain isn't as sharp anymore. So I know I'm going to get there in the next few months. I'm not worried about that anymore. Um, but I did actually head out to a basketball game with my physical therapist um, from the first three months right after surgery. And what he observed was that when I was walking, I wasn't reaching full extension on my surgical leg just when I was walking. And so I said, oh, really, you know, because I just came back from this trip. I was I was walking for three weeks. You know, I felt pretty good. And he's like, you know, I you know, that's not a big issue. But, you know, I think it's more of a, a mental thing than anything. It's more of a mental guarding thing than anything else. And and sure enough, when I recorded, you know, walking on a treadmill and even kind of lightly jogging on a treadmill, I noticed a couple degrees of um, guarding and where I wasn't allowing my leg to fully extend to that point where it kind of meets that terminal extension um, as you walk in that normal gait. And so I guess that's more or less just a caveat for myself, but as others are moving into this second half of the first year, I think it's really important to, you know, if you've taken out kind of the, the big pillars of rehab, it's, it's time to start focusing on the small pieces of rehab that are easy to overlook or are easy to say, you know, ah, forget it. Like, it's not that big of a deal. It doesn't feel any different. I'm just going to kind of keep doing what I'm doing. Um, and I think those are the, the decisions that we're up against now with regards to losing focus that could really come back and, and hurt us in the long term. If I don't ever get full extension when I'm walking, because it's just more comfortable to guard it for a couple extra degrees of, of flexion. I'm, you know, I'm not going to leave it that way because I think that could become a problem down the line. So for me, as I look towards month, this eighth month and into the ninth month, uh, it's really, it seems really simple to me. And I know it's not going to be this simple, but 
what I can't do right now is lose focus. And I think if you're in this place as well, where maybe you feel like you've turned a corner and things feel a lot better, just don't lose focus because if there's anything I've learned throughout this process, it's that it's really easy to do that. And it's also really important to continue to rehab even though you feel okay because if you're honest with yourself, and I've been trying to be really honest with myself, my leg is not back to 100%. My hamstring, which is where my graft was taken from, is nowhere near 100%. It, everything is getting a lot better, um, but I know I need to push it in this next phase of work to really get back to um, as close to 100% as I can be. And I also know in the back of my head that there's probably going to be a little extra work I need to do on my surgical leg for the rest of my life. And that's also something that I think people don't want to think about. They don't want to worry about. And if you're someone that has even a little bit of sort of um, athleticism or interest in continuing sports at an active or a competitive level, you know what I mean when I say that. And and it's something that I think that we all just have to deal with now. Um, So as I look to the next few months, and if you're in the same place as you look towards the next few months, Try not to lose focus, you know, celebrate the wins and celebrate the fact that we feel a lot better now, but also continue to work hard and continue to make sure that that leg is gaining strength and doing what you want with it is going to be the key. So as always, when I sign off, I want to say, you know, if you're going through this process, hang in there, stick with it. Um, If you're where I am now, things are getting better. The sun is shining a little brighter, that's for sure. So uh, keep at it, and I am going to plan to talk to you again at month nine, since fewer things change um, week over week these days. Um, So stick with it, and I will talk to you then. Cheers.